1: You were
0: made to think big too big No tomorrow can be bigger Just grow, let the world overflow yeah. Give my life bigger than yourself
1: The Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue our previous message.
0: Don't wait to move your feet until you got everything figured out. Jacob didn't have everything figured out. God didn't show him everything. But he knew what mom and dad his authority said. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it resonated in his heart. So he stepped out and moved in the direction that God called him, verse 8. Also Esau, this is the brother that, that was, had been sideways. And if you're familiar with the, the, the narrative of Jacob and Esau, you, you know what's happening. He finally saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. Most people will not see their wrong until they're upstaged by people who do right. That's important. Doing right... In the wrong world is actually an aggressive act. See, I didn't always understand why people got so mad at me. I said, I'm minding my business. I ain't even messing with you. But somehow, me doing right kind of, oh, you're showing that I ain't doing it. Oh. You got to understand, doing right is an aggressive spiritual act. You start acting right at Thanksgiving dinner, your family's going to look at you a little bit sideways. You start doing right on the job. People are going to be like, what's going on here? So Esau went to Ishmael. You see, when Jacob did right by his parents, his competing brother saw that and realized Jacob had become the better man. So he tries to imitate it, but with a half heart. We're about to see that. So Esau went to Ishmael, which was one of uh, the the sons of Abraham. You had uh, Ishmael and and Isaac. But Ishmael was a son who did not receive the promise. He did not receive the ultimate family blessing. So he went to Ishmael and took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of this person, to be his wife (laughs) in addition to the wives he had. See, this is important. Esau's heart had not changed. He gave up his birthright. He gave up his blessing over a bowl of soup. But he still is not really placing value on God's blessing. Why? Because he marries into the Abrahamic family, but not the side of the family with the promise. Not the side of the family with the blessing. And you might legally marry into the family of God, but you need to learn to look for the people with the blessing but God's hand on them. And that's the way you secure a brighter future. There are no shortcomings to the blessings of God. Verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. Again, he obeyed the Lord through his obedience to his, his parents. By the way, you say, well, you know what? This obedience thing is bothering me. It's, it's getting on my nerve." No, well, you got a problem. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus got in trouble. The Bible literally says that he got in trouble. His parents got upset with him. When they brought him to, to Jerusalem, and he disappeared. Jesus in the temple, and he kind of, you know, kind of sounded a little smart mouth. He said, well, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And his parents, you know, they, 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 they heard what he said. But Scripture says he went and he obeyed his parents from that day forward. It's important. If God himself obeyed, let me, let me say this too. You say, well, I'd obey if people were perfect. You missed it. Mary wasn't perfect. Joseph wasn't perfect. They were sinners in need, a redeemer, and a savior just like each of us. But here we have the perfect son of God submitting to divine authority. So, the authorities in your life may not be perfect, but that's no excuse. I don't care if God speaks through a mule. If it's God's voice, I'm listening. You understand? So, verse 11, he came to a certain place. So he starts this journey, he's obeying his parents, obviously he knows that they mean him well, and he's about 60 miles from his his home. And when he gets there, he stayed there all night. We see that the, the blessing of obedience didn't happen immediately. It took him 60 miles. It might take a little while in your journey before you see the benefit of the decision you just made to do the right thing when everybody else was was compelling you to do the wrong thing. He stayed there all night because the sun had had set. Again, many days had had, had passed. The sun had set many times and he had not yet experienced the fruit of his decision. He says he's out there minding his own business, just dealing with what his folks said, submitting to the authority God had placed in his life. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. This is why study is important when you're Look at the map of the region in this time. You'll see that Jacob was actually positioned right outside a major Canaanite city. But watch this. He chose to stay in a hard place rather than go to to, to an easy place and be tempted to disobey. It's important. A little self-discipline only weighs about an ounce. But regret weighs a ton. No, no, y'all didn't hear me. A little self-discipline. It might be an ounce. it, it It might be an inconvenience for a moment. But regret weighs tons. It weighs heavy. I'd rather be uncomfortable for a couple hours than comfortable but live in regret for the rest of my life. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Again, he preferred a rock as a pillow in a hard place over disobedience in an easy place. Then he what? Dreamed. What's that telling you? There's no pillow as soft as a clear conscience. If he went to Canaan, land, he, he, he went in with the Canaanites, he, he might have, you know, got a soft place to sleep. But he wouldn't have got any rest. Given time. But here's the deal, you've got to give it time. Given time. And I have found this in my life. Obedience always pays off. At the moment, sometimes it doesn't make sense. And, you know, we're talking about a dating thing, man, that skirt looks good. Or or we're talking about the dating thing, oh, man, you know, wow, tall, dark, and handsome. But but here's the deal. Obedience always, always pays off. Let me step away from the pulpit for a moment. There was a girl I was dating years ago. Love this little girl. <laughs> but obviously there were some things I didn't know. When I gave my life to the Lord. It's like, uh-uh. Felt it in my heart. That ain't right. Like, what's wrong? Just knew it. So I said, well, eventually, I wish I could say, you know, just, you know, just knew it and I just walked away. Me, That wasn't the case. But I finally made a decision. But how many of you know it's very difficult for a man to compete with another woman if a girl's into woman? See, see I didn't know. I didn't know. But a couple years later, she's showing up. How do I say all this? Okay. You can fill it in. The point is, if I would have kept going, i had been like, well, maybe I'm not a man. What did I do? How did this happen? Is it, is it my fault? But God knew. He saw what I couldn't see. And in his wisdom, he tried to protect me. And eventually, I let him. Anything God tries to stop you from is God trying to protect you from something he knows. Something he knows. Something he knows. Verse 12. Then he dreamed. Again, little Jacob is leaving his home for the first time. He was a man, the Bible said, a man of the tents. He, he was a mama's boy. He stayed at home, and he had never really been out. He didn't go on these adventures like Esau did. But when he obeyed, even though he was a a lot more delicate a man than Esau, God rewarded his faithfulness by giving him a dream bigger than any of his fears. And when you obey God, man, he knows how to make it worth your while. So here he is, all he's done is obeyed. He didn't even hear from God. He just obeyed delegated authority. You know what, I am 51 years old, and God, God, man, (laughs) he's moving. But here's something I'll tell you. If my parents have something to say to me, I still take it in consideration. I I still say, you know, God, you know what, what, you know, I I do. I'll take it, you know, and I'll look at it from every angle, Lord, how are they right? Because you gave them to me for a reason. In fact, I'm carrying their DNA and they've been living with themselves longer than I've been living with me and and they probably see some of them in me and and they're seeing ahead trying to watch for my narrow behind. You know what I'm saying? So I've learned, as old as I am, 35 years old in all, (laughs) I've learned to pay attention. And behold... A ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached into heaven. God showed Jacob that he would bridge the gap between heaven and earth. He showed him a staircase into glory. And there the angels of God were ascending, what? Descending on it. So the angels were on assignment answering, prayer, and the, the, the steps represented the covenant, and, and the angels didn't return un, until the, 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 their tasks were complete. And, and, you know, our prayers are important. And again, the devil will not make you do anything but pray, because i tell you, when, when you get your request into the ears of the living, loving God, man, he, he knows how to release what you need into the earth. Watch John chapter 151. The time's getting away from me a little bit this morning. Listen to what Jesus says about this ladder. He's speaking to Nathan here, one of his disciples. He said to him, he said, most assuredly, meaning there's no question about what I'm about to tell you, hereafter you shall see heaven open. Do you know that God wants to open the heavens for you and me just like he opened them for Jacob? He said, you shall see in your lifetime." The angels of God descending and ascending upon the Son of Man. It's important. Notice Jesus did not liken himself to the angels, Seventh day people. I'm sorry, actually, Jehovah's Witnesses. He didn't liken himself to the angels. He didn't even liken himself to Jacob. He likened himself to the latter. Jesus' humanity is what caused. His feet to be physically and firmly placed on earth. But his divinity is what caused his humanity to stretch into the heavens. Jacob saw Jesus. He saw a bridge. He saw a covenant that would come where God would be freed to release himself on the earth once again. All because Jacob obeyed. Genesis twenty-eight thirteen. We're rounding the final corner. And behold, the Lord stood above the staircase, the ladder, carefully monitoring every step we take toward him in our lives, making sure every single promise comes to pass. Skip to 15. And God said to him, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever. God is not provincial. He's not just a God of the church house. He's not just a God of your house. He can keep you wherever. He can keep you in the airport. He can keep you in the street. He can keep you on a job. He can keep you wherever. You see, okay, we, we understand, you know, the omniscience and the omnipresence of God because, you know, we're, we're culturally Christianized, if you will. But back then, gods were over certain regions. And you would have a, a, a certain deity assigned to a region. And when you were in that region, you gave sacrifices to that God. When I was in South America, actually, I went to a mountain where they worshiped the, the various gods and uh, that they, they would give offerings to the God of that particular region. And uh, so, so he, what God was saying, listen, I am not regional. I am the Almighty. Wherever you might go, I've already gone before you. I'm God and there's none other. Verse 15, behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go. This is important. You know, even before the Terminator got that line, I'll be back. God had that in the Spirit. He said, and I will bring you back to this land. Here's what I need you to know today. When you obey God, anything you might lose, God will get it back. God will get it back. I have lost friends. I have lost money. I have lost time. I, I have lost just about, I've lost health. I've, I've lost just about everything in my life. But I, as I continue to obey in spite of the loss, it's amazing how he, he's given me back. The Bible says 30, 60, 100 fold. He didn't just give it back to me. He gave it back to me better. That's the way I got it. He will not be outdone by anybody's devil or anybody's circumstance. Anything you might have to walk away from for God, God will make it his business to get it back to you. He said, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. He was saying, Jacob, as surely as I walk you through your challenges, I will walk you to your reward. God will keep you, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, that's one verse, but you keep reading down. It ended up my cup overflowing. And you got to go through the valley to get to the place of overflow in your life. But if you're obedient in the valley, man, he he will bless you in a way that you're going to say, goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. I haven't lost a thing. Felt like it, but I have not lost. Matter of fact, I got back double for my what? Trouble. For I will not leave you until I do what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and he said, surely, surely, 60 miles away from home in a strange land, Surely the Lord is in this place. And here's the point. God is with us even in the hard places. Even when we have a rock as our pillow. Even when there's a a party down the street and we're not invited and and we we have to stay out and look like everybody else is having fun in Canaan land. You hear what I'm saying? And we're, we're locked out on the outside. He said, in spite of all that, surely the Lord is in this place. And guess what? I didn't even know it. Jacob did not realize how much his obedience impacted God. You may think your little obedience is a small thing, but Jacob's trip of obedience here set off a series of events that, that changed his life forever. In fact, the, the line and the Messiah would come through him in part as, as a result of this. And, and you might think, you know what? I just decided to come to church this morning. And he'd say, no big deal. You don't realize what God could do with just one little step of obedience. There are no accidents. Just as simple obedience changed Jacob's life. It will change yours. I'm reminded of one thing. Uh, Then we're going to end for the morning. I'm reminded of uh, Brother Arthur up here. And I'm going to come to the floor and quit. I've told this testimony before. But I I had spent years lactose intolerant. And I get violently sick when I drink anything with milk. The challenge was it wasn't just a glass of milk. I could be on an airplane if it had any lactose in just a cracker. And I found out so many things had lactose in them. I'd get sick and I'd get nauseous. And uh, this had plagued me for a long time. And uh, finally, I, I can't explain how it all happened, but I knew the Lord had healed me. But the problem was I had lived for the last, you know, how many years, avoiding everything with milk, take cheese off of everything, and that's just the way I lived. So in my mind, even the idea of drinking a glass of milk was like, you're crazy. Oh, my gosh, you're going to get sick. One evening, this this is important. We were in a breakthrough service, and um, I'm not going to tell you all all the different details, but the short of it is I prayed for people that that had the same problem. And he was one of the people in line. I I think a, a few other people were healed as well. And, and that's the one, glory to God, he just does great things. And, and he, he uses, it's amazing that he uses us to do anything. But I went home, I'm so, actually, I, I had just had cheese. Yeah. And what I did is I brought chocolate milk to the breakthrough service. And I drank a whole thing of chocolate milk in front of the room. And it was a miracle for me, and I just wanted to show the folk that knew me that it was a miracle. And we, we, we laid hands on, on, on people, and I told them to go back and, and drink milk too. Now, I might be getting some details wrong, but am I pretty accurate? What did you go home and have? Okay, he had a quarter bottle of cheese, yeah. and he got violently sick. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a bad pastor, I'm a bad pastor, I'm a bad man, I'm a bad man. I'm hurting people. But I think it was Sunday. I don't remember. But you remember when Elijah told his servant to go look for the cloud, the rain? And, it was, and he went and he didn't see anything. And Elijah made him go back seven times. The Lord put that on my heart. I think it was on a Sunday. I think it was. And he told me about what happened. And before I could think about it, I said, go back again. I'm a bad pastor. I'm a bad man, bad man, bad man, bad man. What did you go back and do? <laughs> Obviously, he'd been wanting those for a long time. <laughs> he went back and got another. And quarter pounds have two slices of cheese on them. Went back and got a quarter pound with cheese. And he didn't get sick. Amen. But here's the deal. Be, be careful what I'm saying when people tell you, you do crazy things you tell them you go first okay <laughs> but he honored his pastor i'm not a perfect man but he honored my office after getting violently sick he went back a second time he ate it went down i don't know how many years have passed 3 4 i don't remember But he's drinking milk, the whole deal, ever since. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Obedience, and by the way, not just obedience to anybody, but obedience to the right voice can change your future. You you don't have to worry about what what you eat in the restaurant anymore. Things just shift. It just changes a part of your life. But that miracle was released through obedience. Imagine if we obeyed. Not just, you know, in the convenient areas. But what about in areas we tried at once and didn't quite work out? And now we have an excuse never to do it again. What if? I just said, you know what, God, if you said that you are God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do it. If first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Obedience is the only way to promise.
1: You've been listening to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big.